Welcome back to the show, everybody. I know it's been a while, hasn't it? Where have we been? It's been a while. It's 2022. It's a whole different year than that's, last time. That's true. We told you we were going to bring you a whole lot of information that we're not actually bringing you because we decided to do other things for a little while. Yep. You're not going to believe this, but we're making this up as we go. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, why don't you tell everybody uh, where you've been for like the past oh, week? I had a, a very magical uh, vacation at uh, beautiful Orlando, Florida. Uh, Disney World. Disney World. Disney World. Oh, yeah. man. It's my first trip to Disney. I've Ever? never been there. Yeah. Man, that's it. crazy. It's been a long time, but I'm, I'm glad you got to go. How yeah, was it? Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Very magical. You know, <laughs> they call it the most magical place on earth. Uh, it just might be. I've heard that. I've heard that. Did it you get to see be. the um, Minnie Mouse with the pantsuit that's making everybody mad? The one that's <laughs> for <laughs> Women's History Month that's exclusively in... Paris, France Paris, for the 50-year reunion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. furious. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. This is a good reason to be furious. So, I know you did all the Star Wars stuff. If you had to pick we did. one thing, what would you say was your absolute favorite Star Wars experience? Oh, Star uh, Rise of the Resistance. For sure. The ride, Rise of the Resistance, is incredible. It's a 20-minute long ride. The way they make the line part of the experience, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a really, really well done ride. Uh, Smuggler's Run is also fun. It's more of just like a flight simulator sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, which is amazing. Yeah, who doesn't want to sit in yeah. the cockpit of the Millennium but Falcon? The, the Rise of the Resistance has a lot more practical effects. There's animatronics. There's all kinds of stuff. You're up in space. It's a great time. And the way you um, were talking about they integrate like the whole storyline with the waiting process. Yeah. That's nice. So you're not just like bored AF hanging out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes it a lot. Same thing with like some of the Harry Potter stuff at Universal Studios. It's not that bad. Like standing in line when the line goes through Hogwarts. Yeah. You know? Like when there's constantly cool yeah. stuff to and look at all yeah, around you. Like, well, I, I'm okay hanging out in here for a minute. You know, this is neat. Um, it was very fun. There's a lot of, it's a good time. Um, the Monday and Tuesday, we did Hollywood Studios and Universal. Um, and we did both, both of those days. It was, you know, smooth moving. Like, so you did not Universal and Disney. Yeah. First day was all Hollywood Studios at Disney. The second day we did Universal and Islands of Adventure. Both Universal Parks. You can get back and forth pretty quick. Um but we did both of those on the first two days, and they were like, no lines. It was it was really nice. Definitely picked up. The crowds no picked lines, up. No huh? That's nice. Crowds picked up Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It was a lot more, you know, you had to do some more waiting. But by that point, we'd already kind of been to the parks. Yeah, and so you knew where you were going a little bit so, also? Yeah. And you come back, we pick, you know, catch the things we missed, you know. Like, so Universal over Disney World, if you could only pick one. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. Because uh, honestly, like, I loved... I love the Star Wars experience, the whole uh, Galaxy's Edge, you know, going to Dark Spire or Black Spire Outpost. It's a lot of fun. It's really cool, but it's re relatively small. It's just one little section of the park. Ah. You have a couple restaurants. You have a couple of stores. There's a really cool kind of outdoor bazaar where you can shop and, you know, everything's themed. Um, you know, we went into the cantina. We had to make a reservation two months in advance to get standing room at the bar where we had <laughs> wow. the, the privilege of buying a $20 cocktail. Disney uh, wants all of your they money. Do. Um, we they did are not good at taking it. We did not make lightsabers or droids. Um, 
Oh, you can make your own droid? I didn't know you that. Can, there's a whole droid the factory. <clears throat> yeah, well, they didn't have the droid we wanted. Uh, they're cool, but they're 24-inch tall plastic Are you sure droids. someone didn't just trick you with the force right there and saying that they these the are droids? not the droids you're looking no, for? No, they would do it the opposite. They're like, this is the droid you're looking That's for. That's true. It's Disney. They, they want, want all of your money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lightsabers. Maybe someone from Universal snuck in. Maybe. Maybe they could have. They, they would. I would believe it. Um, Universal's fun. Like I don't know. I think maybe some of the Harry Potter areas because they they have two. There's one in each park. You have uh, in Universal Studios. You have the uh, Diagon Alley and the Green Gringotts yeah. ride and all that, and then Nocturne Alley, and then in the other park, Islands of Adventure. That's where they have Hogsmeade. And the Hogwarts Castle. Ah, so that. it's separated throughout the park. It's not yeah. just one big segment. And section. you take the 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 train. The that's pretty cool. Harry Harry Potter and the the train to school. Ah, uh, so you get to walk. Yeah, is. walk through the wall thing. Yeah, it was yeah. broke. Well, it was broken. Of course, the train was down both days, so we had to walk all the way back <laughs> out of the park and into the other one and go the long way. So we didn't get to do that. I was looking forward to doing the train. That's but, all right, though, man. It yeah. sounds like you had a really good time. It was nice great. time off. Had to not think about work, not oh, think yeah. about the strains and stresses of all the work that goes with this podcast. And oh, yeah. All the work we put behind the scenes. So and much. All the people we keep employed here. The rehearsals so, alone. Yeah. They're, they're neck breaking. It must you know? have been nice to just not have to think about any of that. Yeah. No, absolutely. So what are some of the things we're going to talk about in today's episode? Oh, today we got some Marvel news. We got some Star Wars news. We got some DC news. We have some news news. News news. Probably. Some more news. Maybe. That's a good show. I know. I've heard about it. Actually, I watch it. I'm not going to lie. It's a good show. Yeah. Anybody, any YouTube show that has spawned from the the remains of, of crack.com. Yeah, I learned about it pretty from much all the bastards. Good. So yep. Robert Evans introduced me to Cody. Oh, yeah. Way. Cody Johnson. Shout out. Shout out. And you know what? Shout out to all everyone who worked at Cracked. Yeah. Shout out to all Quality. of you. Quality stuff. Yeah. So that being said, music. Start. All right, and we're back once again. Welcome again. Unsolicited conjecture. Yeah. We're uh, talking Marvel news. Marvel news. What do you want to talk about first? We're going to talk about Moon Knight. Because, Moon Knight! Man, that trailer. I hadn't seen it until he just made me watch it so we could talk about it right now. And that new trailer that dropped apparently 12 days ago from when I'm watching this is sick. It is very sick. It looks really cool. Moon Knight looks great. The costume's awesome. I love how they incorporated like the mummy kind of bandages. Yeah, I like that one it. scene too. Yeah, for anybody who's not super familiar with Moon Knight, he's basically like a super soldier guy. Who, well, not a super soldier, but he's a, a Deadpool-ish kind of assassin. He's real good at fighting, that well, kind of thing. Well, Moon Knight, I think, was he was the character that had all of the uh, personalities built into him. And one yeah. of those personalities was taken over well, by he was Moon a, Knight. Yeah, he was like a soldier who was left for dead in Egypt. And his life was saved by this ancient Egyptian god yeah. named Khonshu, who is like living in his head. Yeah, and I didn't gives know him like multiple was, personality disorders. So what it looks like is the uh, in the show the the version of of uh, what's his name? What's the guy? Uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Oscar Isaac. The version of him we're getting in the show is actually not like the main identity. Yeah, exactly. Because Mark, Mark, I think Mark Shepard or something like that. That was the, the like the soldier who ended up like becoming Moon Knight. 
Um, it seems like he's starting off as a, one of his other identities and has to discover who yeah. he was and how he became what he is. But it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. No, it definitely does. It kind of looks like he's going to be like, like that's what I like about it. They're starting with the only one of his personalities that don't know the other ones exist. Yeah. So we get to start in that same path as him. So it looks like it's going to be really dramatic. It looks like it's going to be powerful stuff. Yeah. Which is no surprise with Oscar Isaac. And Oscar Isaac, does. this is his third his third foray into Marvel. Oh, yeah? Because Oscar Isaac was, of course, Apocalypse in X-Men Apocalypse. And he's the voice of Spider-Man 2099 in Into the Spider-Verse, or the new Spider-Verse movies. Oh, man, he's just so everywhere. He's, he has three Marvel characters now. He's also so well-ranged. He plays so many different character types. He's got so many different good accents. I'll take like, Oscar Isaac in whatever. Yeah, he's great. He's, good. he's always great. So, enough on Moon Knight. What are we going to talk about next? Let's talk about... Oh, well, Morbius. 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 And more BS. Yeah. He... More BS. <laughs> more right. BS. Uh-huh. Morbius got delayed Again. as it is want to do. It keeps on getting delayed. Why not do it some more? Um I mean, we've been watching again. the trailer for Morbius for like three years now. Yeah, Morbius. We really know what it's potentially going to be. But the question is... Why was it delayed? There's a lot of people. So obviously, we're having an Omicron spike. You know, that's still going. That's not stopping other movies from releasing. It's not stopping. And it's also not stopping Disney. Uncharted, which is another yes. Sony movie. This uh-huh. comes out around the same time that Mo- uh, that Morbius was supposed to come out. So if they're so concerned about not getting people in the theaters for that, why didn't they move that one too? I think they're scrambling to probably put Andrew Garfield in the movie. Maybe they know. I'm sure that, you know, Sony is on Twitter and they've seen that's the only thing that anyone wants yeah. out of the Morbius movie. That's anything anyone wants from Sony. Really? Yeah, if right they now. come out with that Morbius movie and it doesn't tie in with the amazing Spider-Man universe, everyone's just going to realize that the only good Spider-Man stuff is coming from Marvel. <laughs> um, and I really want to see, a bunch of different spider verses survive. I want to see, uh, you know, Tom Holland in the MCU fighting alongside daredevil fighting Kingpin even for sure. You know, I want to see that. But at the same time we could get the whole clone saga with Andrew Garfield, give us a Ben Riley, Andrew Garfield. So then we don't just get one Andrew Garfield back. We get two of them. We could have two Andrew Garfields. He could be fighting, you know, he could get his own symbiote. You could do everything. Do it all. What's better than one Andrew Garfield? And, uh, in a recent... <laughs> that's true. But in a recent interview, too, uh, Tobey Maguire said that this was not a closing the door, or like end of the chapter yeah, kind of Yeah, it was more thing. like a reopening. So we're going to get more Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, too, probably in Doctor Strange. I'm not going to lie. I'm... I don't know how I feel about that. I love Tobey Maguire. I love the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. But I, like I said, I think they just need to go. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting too with much a grown-up spider? Spider-Man. I don't know. I expected well, more damage for a grown-up Spider-Man. You know I want to I mean? see what his life is like. Yeah. You know? I want to see that. I think that would be fun. Um, and also, I think they should cut to his life and it should be like cheesy, no action at all. He's just like a high school teacher <laughs> and like it's about the drama at high school. He's just done being spider Maybe. <laughs> well, we don't know. He's sort of still with Mary Jane, it sounds like. But I, I think Tobey Maguire would be the perfect father figure for a Miles Morales. Oh, man. I'm know? still, you know, I'm 
I'm in it for a Miles Morales yeah. Spider-Man. I think, I think that'll be a lot movie. of fun. And there's room. I mean, sure, they could introduce him along with Tom Holland, but I mean, they'd yeah. seem like the same age. Uh, a Dallas very... Bryce movie about Miles oh. Morales. Oh, uh, Dallas Bryce Howard yeah. directing. Yeah, sure. She deserves it. We all saw the last episode of Boba Fett. We know oh, yeah. she deserves it. Oh, yeah. But we're not there yet. We'll get to Star Wars here momentarily. That's true. That's uh, true. But yeah. Still so at Marvel. So, yeah. So, Morbius, uh, maybe they'll put Andrew Garfield in it and then people will care or they I won't. Mean, I thought it looked cool all on its own. I, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired sure. of the, the whole let's release a trailer way before the movie comes out because you know, you missed that ride. Now all of sure. a sudden well, there's less interest. This one, to be fair, I think more Morbius was mostly delayed by the pandemic. Yeah. So that one. Wait, hold on though. I feel like we've been watching trailers for Morbius since before the pandemic. Was That's around. what I mean. It it got they canceled it. They didn't release it because of the pandemic. Yeah, but look how many never... things they've re-released. Like there, there's something going on that we don't know they've, about no, yet. No, Morbius has been postponed. They just keep pushing it back every yeah. time. So I think it's like seven or eight times. I haven't I haven't done the math and looked up all of them, but it's been postponed a lot. I don't know why, but I think for this one, they they got. I really think they didn't. <laughs> they didn't know how the, what the demand was going to be for yeah. Andrew Garfield. That and, would make and sense. After the movie, after No Way Home, they realize that's all anybody wants. Yeah, and they're like, "Fuck, we gotta fix it." <laughs> and I think that's what is happening right now. It's the only thing that really makes sense. <laughs> so, do we have anything else on the Marvel front? Uh, just uh, some rumors that when Daredevil returns, uh. He's supposed to. He's rumored to come back in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. He's supposed to show up in Echo. Uh-huh. He's supposed to show up in She-Hulk as a, another lawyer. Uh, and I think there were rumors he's going to show up in Moon Knight as well. Uh, but the rumors are he's going to have his classic yellow and red suit. Yeah. Maybe sure. maybe they can make it cool. Sure. I don't. I, I thought don't his buy suit it. Was awesome. It was, but if these are the same. Yeah, now they're, they're the they got to Marvelify his outfit. Yeah, um, if it's the same guys, I mean, if they're not variants from the show, I tend to think they're the same. Until we find out that the Marvel, the Netflix Marvel shows don't exist in the MCU, I'm just gonna assume they do. Yeah, all that, all three of those seasons happened. Vincent D'Onofrio said, "Yes, this is the same guy." Well, and he there's also the same... all that rumor that uh, the Punisher, the Netflix Punisher series, yeah, is actually John Barenthal's gonna, become... gonna come in. Yeah. Um, I've, there's been a lot of talk even on Twitter about uh, Deborah Ann Wall, Karen Page. Yeah, a lot of people really liked her character. Oh, she was she, she was, was great. great, and she worked great in the Punisher. Um, and she would be a, a nice addition even to the Daredevil Spider Man kind of universe, since they killed off Ben Urich. Um, yeah, I would love to see all those guys come back. I want to see Iron Fist working with Shang Chi. I that would be the most impressive. You know, it's <laughs> I easy think Iron to Fist take... is my least favorite of all of them. <laughs> but I guess if all of the other ones are canon, then that makes Iron here, Fist also. <laughs> but it, that's the real test of quality, though, isn't it? It's not hard to take the the Netflix Daredevil and bring him in because something that was already good. Yeah, yeah. Can Marvel take Iron Fist? Which was not that great no. and not very well received. Can you resuscitate that property 
and make it into something. I, it would work real well with Shang-Chi. I mean, if they're Shang bringing Chi. in Iron Fist, then all I'm saying is they better bring back Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. I think, come on. I think Luke he Cage will be back. It, man. He the, definitely. I don't remember that character actor's name, but he's great uh, in what, that Mike, role. Mike Colton. Yeah, I can't remember Mike his name Coulter. off the top of my head, yeah. but I thought he played the role great. The show was great. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't get more seasons. Well, that's the other. Uh, the villain in the Luke Cage series, Copperhead. Yeah. That was Mahersha Ali. He's now going to be Blade. He's the new Blade. <laughs> so he'll technically have been two people. We'll see. We'll That's see how any of that works in. About soon, huh? The Midnight Suns. There's lots of rumors about that, which would be like Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, Blade, and Morbius. Uh huh. So what universe? Is it Morbius. It's gonna be. It's a can of worms. Yeah. We don't know. We'll, we'll know see. soon enough. We'll, we'll know soon out. enough. But at this point, it's all conjecture. Yeah, unsolicited. The unsolicited kind. Uh, the only thing is Kingpin. What we'll find out, I guess. Where are we gonna get blind Kingpin? Yeah. Oh, now? that would be awesome. Because that's, that's what happened. Yeah. I, I think, some point after the snap or after coming back or maybe he didn't get snapped. Uh, but I think Kingpin got his hands on some of that superhero, super soldier serum. Yeah, because he was real strong <laughs> he, compared to first. He took, season. Yeah. Yeah, that we never really got to talk about the finale of Hawkeye, but yeah, he took uh, a car hit. And an explosion, explosion. to the face yeah. and an arrow to the chest, all like right in a row. And then they end it with like, you're dying by one bullet shot. Yeah. And I, he's definitely not dead. Yeah. Of course. I don't, I don't, I don't blame it. I think he, I think in the comics he's, he goes blind and then eventually gets like an eye transplant. I don't know if he'll be fully blind or if he'll just be temporarily blinded, you know, as the super I think it would be cool to bring him back blind. Oh, Especially just, when they're bringing back Daredevil. I want to see him fight. I want to see him fight Spider-Man so bad. <laughs> Kingpin and Spider-Man, you know, it's a classic. It's a classic situation. Uh -huh. Is that it but for Marvel? That's it for Marvel. And you know what? Now, uh, what's Star Wars? For those of you out there watching, resist. Resist the cause. Thank you, Josh. This is an awesome gift from Disney World. Yeah. If anybody's looking, uh, the little stands outside of Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. And get these cool metal drinking jugs. Yeah, because I'm not selling you mine. That thing's going hanging in my truck somewhere. For all your, awesome. your blue milks. Also, like the Dasani bottles and the Coke bottles are uh -huh. all written in oh, the Star yeah. Wars language. Oh, yeah. I did see some pictures of those. That's those pretty are pretty cool. fun. That whole place is it's just a good time. Man, I know. I'm, I want to see it. I haven't been over there in a long time. We'll have to get down there. Have to try to... Maybe we'll record live, do a, sh a show from Galaxy's Edge. So join our Patreon where you can give us money to go to Disney World. That yep, actually we'll, doesn't exist yet. We don't have one. We might make one. You don't know. Oh, we'll make one. If so, there's ways that we can try to convince people to pay us for this, we will exploit them. <laughs> That's very accurate. Yes. So, as I just said, Boba Fett and the music, man. <laughs> Let's talk about... Well, we'll just talk about Boba Fett generally speaking, because the last episode was very incredible, even though I'm it convinced was. it was actually an episode of The Mandalorian and not it was. an episode of Boba Fett. It was. But the music is so fire. Yeah, man. Ludwig Goransson, same guy who does the music for, for Mando, stepping up, doing the, the themes and everything for, for Boba. It's been great. Dude. It's been great. I really have loved this show. Um, This last episode was incredible. Uh. Getting to catch up with Mando a lot. There's been some haters for this series saying like, "Oh, I thought I thought Boba Fett should wear his helmet more, and he should <laughs> he should not have friends, and he should betray people." Yeah, and he's kill not allowed to grow as a character. Yeah, because who kinda is dumb? I think what this fifth episode of Mando or Boba taught us 
is that Mando wouldn't exist if it weren't for Boba Fett. If you're complaining uh-huh. that you're not getting the Boba Fett, all the cool stuff, that's because all that stuff was put into Mando. The not taking off the helmet, the awesome weapons, yeah, he, the bounty hunterness, the mis- the mystique, the gunslinger aspects. That's what Mando is. Yeah, they took all the he things that all people of... thought Boba Fett was and just made the real character the Mandalorian. Yes, and they've yeah. taken Boba Fett and like from the very beginning, seeing his flashbacks and you know his his time at Camino, you holding his father's helmet, seeing his face and his father's face, which is the same face. Yeah, you know it was very clear he realized that if he pursued the same lifestyle as his father he was going to die and he almost died he had a near-death experience and said you know what i want the cushy job i want to take (laughs) jabba's jabba's job yeah i want to be in charge jabba's jabba i don't want to well there you go uh yeah it's fun it's been really good i'd like to see you can't have two of the same guy you can't have 60 year old Tamora Morrison being the same guy that Mando is. What fun would that be? Do you really want all of your shows to just be like the same thing? Like <laughs> we're seeing development and character yeah. growth in Boba Fett. They don't want character. Who wants character growth, man? That's my favorite oh, part man. about Boba Fett, honestly. Yeah. Is how he's like, all the... of a sudden he's all like family. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> they well, destroyed my family. Yeah. Cause he finally had one. Cause yeah. he's a clone. Yeah, which, he's a clone that was raised by his donor as a son, and he had sort of a, a position of prominence above all the other clones. But a clone nonetheless. But he's still a clone. Yes. And he lost his dad. He lost Asajj Ventress and Bosk, all the, the the other bounty hunters who you know he has some. He shows up in Clone Wars a couple times uh-huh. as a kid. He's still out there running around somewhere in Bad Batch, and now we know he's you know the the brother of of Omega. So maybe we'll see Omega show up in Boba Fett. I don't know. Or maybe they're saving that for season two of Bad Batch. There's lots of questions still, but it's cool to see Boba Fett get a family and try to be something more and realize like the the line in the what the third or fourth episode where he said, you can only get so far on your own yeah, without exactly. a tribe. This we get to see Boba put together his tribe and I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I uh, My one cr- criticism, I don't think that the... I think the story should have just been told sequentially. I don't yeah, necessarily no think the flashbacks thing. Yeah, you get half an episode in the present and half in the past. It's kind of cool, but we went four episodes without really having, you know, any of Boba Fett's, like, uh, desires or, like, what's his motivation? <laughs> what's he doing? Yeah, Why I, is this happening? Yeah. You don't really get that. It was very it, slow moving. They, they, they hinted at it. With little little things like he, well, he wants to move on from bounty hunting. Yeah, but well, it's slow moving for that reason. They're trying yeah. to show you this character development, him growing as a character. Trying to, they're setting you up basically for saying like this is not who you think Boba Fett. Yeah, is. the Mandalorian is who you think Boba exactly. Fett is. This is the this is a new thing, and I love it. I think it's been great. Um, yeah, I love the character, uh, the Fennec Shang. The Fennec Shand is she is badass, dude. She is. She was in um uh, the Marvel show also. The what was the one? Shield Ming-Na, Agents Ming-Na of Shield. Yeah, yeah. She's been in a bunch of stuff recently. Yeah, and she's on. She was on Bad Batch too. Oh yeah, she, yeah. She shows up in Bad Batch hunting Omega. So like they have there's backstory here, but uh, Black Chrysanthemum is great. 
I can't wait to see what happens with him uh-huh. in Boba next week. We get another he's killer. He's awesome. The the you know there are a lot of people. I'll basically pay you to not rip his arm off. Uh, I'm gonna rip this guy's and arm off. Drop the <laughs> drop coins. The money. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was that was my favorite part of that episode. I think honestly, he's been it's been really fun seeing him. I love seeing a BD droid. Uh, hanging yeah, out i was uh, so excited to see a bd droid i love Fallen all the Order. hilarious memes about the mechanic chick screwing jawas yeah those are all hilarious they make me laugh all day so if you want to just comment any of those down below i would love to look they're at very them. hairy yeah uh, <laughs> and we got an n1 starfighter we got oh, the man. replacement an n1 starfighter just like the same ship that uh young anakin flew in the phantom menace i don't know Dude. if one of how one of them got to tatooine that's i don't think anybody flew one to tatooine it just it just ended up there she had it you know when i was young uh when the phantom menace first came out that was actually the toy that i bought and i loved the most i had this hardcore die cast metal model of that ship in particular it's a sleek looking little ship it was this thing weighed like 20 pounds it was hardcore (laughs) it was not a toy by any means it was like a toy you put on the shelf and look at yeah but uh yeah man i just love the design of those when they first popped it out for a second i thought it was like a pod racer she was about to show yeah i wasn't sure is she about to show him some pod racer it was pretty disassembled as soon as it opened up i was like oh shit yeah no it's a it's a cool ship it's gonna that's gonna be fun who knows maybe we'll see one of them i like this steering mechanism of it too the mm-hmm. the double rotary joystick kind of thing going yeah. on the grips yeah that's pretty cool and the way he just bolted out man like i said i love everything about the ship from this last episode totally cool this last episode of the mandalorian was awesome yeah well, a lot of people you know were been complaining about boba fett and, and then they bring out this episode it's the best one so far and boba fett's not in it yeah it doesn't exactly <laughs> help their cause um i like i said i think it's all been great I, i've had a lot of fun i agree i think it. the backstory is the, this storyline has been good but what's interesting is this this last episode it seems like it's less important for the boba fett series but it's absolutely going to be essential for Mandalorian season yeah, three. Exactly. What? But here, who is watching Boba Fett that didn't watch Mandalorian? No one. Exactly. And Boba Fett is a spinoff, technically, of Mandalorian. Yeah, that's why they he showed threw it up in there. there first. This is all the same show. They just changing the name of the show, but it's all the same show. Yeah. When we get Ahsoka, when we're watching, it's Obi-Wan, still going to be the same. It's, it's all going to be the same line. show because it's all Dave Filoni and John Favreau doing it. It's it's all the same show. <laughs> so speaking of Ahsoka, Ahsoka, yeah, wasn't there some new casting announced recently? Yeah, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, the daughter of John McClane from <laughs> from Die Hard Four, the one with uh, yeah, the one with Justin Long. Oh yeah, that one. Th- that one that was so fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the one where he jumps a motorcycle into a helicopter. Smart um, move. That's what you do. But yeah, so she's she's has joined the the Ahsoka series. Who knows? But also, I guess she's married to Obi-Wan. To, uh, what's his name? Obi-Wan. Ewan McGregor? Yeah. In real life? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like maybe in the series they were married and no. that's how they were collating. But no, they're married She's in real married. Life. Yeah, she's married in real life. So what does that mean? We don't know. It means that's how she got her role. Maybe. Right? They do love keeping it in the family to an extent at Disney. True I mean, that. Because Ezra, Ezra Bridger from... Uh, from Rebels, he's cast as Aladdin. The live Aladdin. action, the live action Aladdin. 
uh, I forget his name. Is it but just he's me, gonna man, be Ezra. Have, how do you feel about these live action remakes they've been doing? I know this is really off topic, but I personally have not enjoyed a single live action remake of these films from when we were younger. I haven't. Yeah. I don't understand. And I haven't talked to anyone who's been like, killer remake. I'm so glad they did that. Yeah. I don't understand why they're still doing them. No, I don't know. Um, well, and, and uh, did, you, did you see the Snow White news? Uh, I saw, so I knew that they were making a Snow White. I don't know what the Snow White news in particular is. Hold on, let me see something. Uh-oh. Research, research, database, database. Peter Dinklage was on. Oh, that's right. He was that's on, what it was. I think it was it Mark Maron's podcast. Um, yeah, he was, he on, was on a podcast. podcast. I think it might have been WTF, but they asked him about the, the topic of uh, <laughs> this live action reboot of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves came up. Uh-huh. Um, to which he responded, I guess I haven't been making enough noise. Like, how, how? Are you still thinking this is a good idea? Yeah. He was pretty, uh, yeah, pretty surprised that they were doing it. And, and just thought it was ironic that they cast a Hispanic actress as Snow White, which I guess they're thinking is progressive. But at the same time, they're telling a story about like seven dwarfs who live together. Yeah. Um, seven rejects because of their size yeah. in society. See, and I don't know. There's And knowing them, up, they probably didn't even actually cast dwarves for those roles. They're probably just well, CG'd in. But are they... Are they people or are they like magical creatures? I, I always assumed they were like the magical creature t type dwarves, yeah. not like not like individuals with a chondroplastic dwarfism. Like no, correct congenital like yeah, like osteological like conditions. Rings. That's the thing. I don't understand how what the rules are because on one hand, I totally understand what what uh, what he's saying. Peter Dinklage is a little person who has probably had snow white references thrown at him his whole life yeah so that stuff affects those people but like just dude, think about his role in elf that one scene Hobbit? with him yeah, yeah. Literally that's probably what, what he gets all day every day and it drives him nuts <laughs> so i get it he doesn't want dwarfs but what's the how what's the rules on hobbits then yeah or i don't know and is anyone small off limits i don't know what the rules are i don't know it's not for me to decide yeah I that's see. the main thing but you don't want stuff that's going to, you know, affect people negatively. I understand why they stopped doing Apu on The Simpsons. No, because for sure. All Indian people yeah, probably got him. tired of the thank you come again. I'm sure, man. And obviously there's a that's why you stopped doing that stuff because you don't want it affecting people's lives. But when, you know, fantasy dwarfs, what about the Dwemer in Skyrim and then the is it anyone small? I don't know. This is why I also had, you know, I was confused by some of the, 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 the cries of racism towards like Dungeons and Dragons. Like when, uh, the, the dark elf episode that was, I don't even know what you're talking about. Ben Chang, Chang from, uh, what's his name? Ken Jong, Ken Jong in, oh, oh, in community. Okay. Yeah. One of those episodes was cut for blackface because he was dressed as, a dark elf from D and D. Oh, they have the you know like what? stark yeah. black black face uh -huh. and the white wigs, uh -huh. the white hair. He was dressed like that, so they took it down for because it could be interpreted as blackface. Yep. Mm -hmm. But he was like dressed as a fantasy creature, which I know that they said the fantasy creatures were like evil. These, so that's not good. You don't want to say any species is inherently bad. Yeah, <laughs> but 
I, the thing that always confused me is he doesn't that doesn't represent black people. Yeah, <laughs> it represents an elf, an a elf. dark elf that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, that like lives in a cave for its whole life. Yeah. It's not like there's the black humans would represent they're in D&D too as well. Like you can just so I I don't know. I don't know what those rules are, but you know. No, I see what you, you mean. You have to it, deal it, with it, that it, stuff when you're a, a corporation. Line. But the real question is who is even asking for this Snow White live remake? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah. I want I want a Snow White remake by uh, Guillermo del Toro. Well, it'd That's probably be creepy. I want. Yeah. That um, might be on his bucket list. It could be what's coming. Maybe. That's well, the other. Oh, yeah. Or, 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 do we have any more Star Wars news? Well, we talked about Ahsoka. Oh, uh, uh-huh. the last thing is that uh, there's some rumors that Obi-Wan, the Obi-Wan series might be dropping mm-hmm. on May the 4th. Because May the 4th be with you. And yes. also with you. And may Obi-Wan be with us on the 4th. I hope so. Um, but what that also means is that we'll probably be getting a double episode of Moon Knight. Because Moon Knight is supposed to drop on, I think, March 30th. I hope that double intro. That's So what we'll want. probably get, yeah, two episodes up front, four weeks into May the 4th, and then the Obi-Wan series. And nice. then after that, we got Bad Batch coming. And then She-Hulk, I think. There's lots of fun stuff coming up on Lots Disney of fun Plus. stuff. Disney all the way. Apparently. Oh, yeah. They're going to get more of our money. Yeah, let's talk about Guillermo del Toro. For sure. All right, so here we are talking del Toro news. And the first thing I think we should talk about Guillermo. since it was recent is Nightmare Alley. Because I went and saw this movie and it was a total sleeper. To be honest, I didn't even know what it was about. I saw that it was only playing at the Alamo. Shout out to the Alamo once again. Uh, it was only playing there for like two more days. And I saw it was a Guillermo del Toro movie and I knew absolutely nothing about it. So I was like, all right, let's go see it. Called up one of my buddies who had nothing to do. He was like, why not? We went and saw it. Like I said, total sleeper, amazing film. I mean, it goes without saying since it is Guillermo del Toro that it's amazing. But it truly was a great film. Oh, it was very slow in the beginning, but being a Toro film, you know, it was beautiful during yeah. all of those slow times. He knows he knows storytelling and you always you always get a good, well rounded, you know, well well thought out story. For sure. What's yeah. nice about uh him uh, that I've noticed over time is like not only is he good at storytelling, he's good at something that a lot of filmmakers aren't, and it's like storytelling with light. He's very good at directing attention and emotion in scene with light in a way that I find that most other movies just don't seem to capture as well these days. He's great with tension, too. For sure. He's great with maintaining levels of uncertainty and tension and really keeping the audience kind of off balance when he wants them to be. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's a great he's a phenomenal director. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen this. I saw the trailer and it looked pretty incredible. It was incredible. And I'm actually debating to go and see it again because, you know, he originally wanted to make this movie as a noir film. He started working on it in the late nineties from what I read. Um, but it this was kind of one of his dream or passion projects. He's always wanted to work on. He always wanted to release it noir. Uh, so, but they released it color, but now I just saw that it is playing at the Alamo in noir. So it's all black and white. So it was re-released the way he wanted to release it, which is really cool. And I feel like I definitely need to go support that since he did it that way. Just like him and Zack Snyder. (laughs) Justice is gray. But watch the Snyder cut without, you know, because with the the Zack Snyder movies, everything's so, like this, the saturation's at like 20%. Yep. Well, this one's at zero. Uh-huh. That's so, right. 
<laughs> you don't it's like get Joel any Grimes color at photography, all. all muted. Yeah, no color at all. <laughs> it's all black and white. But this movie, man, you know, I've been a fan of Bradley Cooper for a while. He's obviously oh, yeah. a great actor, but he and a great raccoon. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He is a feisty raccoon. He is, <laughs> but he pulls it. Especially the last scene of the movie, just he. I, I can't think of another actor that could honestly do that. Yeah. And I don't want, I can't say the last scene of the movie no, because yeah. it gives everything away, but the last scene of the movie will truly show you how great Bradley Cooper really is at portraying emotion that is not his own on film. Like, yeah. Blew it. I out can't the wait water. to see it. I looked, it had some sort of Lovecrafty vibes. Yeah, it's the trailer. really cool. But that's because Del Toro, he loves, he's a huge Lovecraft fan. Yeah. So you're always, you always get elements of that, like Hellboy. There's so much uh-huh. Lovecraft in Hellboy. And obviously that's, you know, from source material, but just the way that they incorporate it is so good. Um, well, yeah. yeah, Del Toro, uh, he was just on a, the the Movies That Made Me podcast. And they were talking to him uh, about Pinocchio. That's his new upcoming uh-huh, movie. It's gonna I think be so creepy. He's gonna be super, the weirdest Pinocchio uh, you've ever seen. I can't wait. Um, that's coming out, uh, I believe, in December, like end of the year. But he said that once he wraps on Pinocchio, he's getting to work on like a bucket list horror property. And he didn't say what it is, but Who that's knows? really exciting because. You know, he's he said I know in interviews before that he's a big fan of both Frankenstein and the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, which is already sort of done twice with Abe Sapien <laughs> and what uh, the water one, Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water. Um, so maybe he's going to do the actual, <laughs> the actual creature from the Black Lagoon remake. I know they both look so very similar. Or maybe he was doing the the Mountains of Madness before that was in production back when what. Uh, I think it was canceled because of the poor performance of Prometheus, which had sort of similar, you know, Prometheus ori- I liked. It was good. origins of human life uh-huh. themes. There's a lot of, it was pretty comes cool. from, yeah. Mountains of madness. Um, uh, we all know big- you want Guillermo del Toro as much as possible. Oh, sure. I want, but I want him to make the movies that he really wants to make. Cause they're going to be the ones that are turn out the best um, no, for sure. For but sure. also uh, I saw on uh, Instagram, that Ron Perlman has been saying that he's 71 now, and he says he does not like the idea of making a Hellboy 3 at this point, at 71. But he said but he thinks the fans deserve it. So I'd watch Ron it. Perlman is willing to come back to Hellboy, and apparently he's been talking to Guillermo del Toro about it like every week. What if that's so going to be his passion project? Maybe it is. Maybe it's going to be Hellboy 3, the conclusion to the, the first two movies. Man. You know. um, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a different Lovecraft thing. It, you know, it could be a universal monster thing. We don't know. know. Like a Pan's Labyrinth kind of thing. You know, that was all him, I think. That was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Who knows what it's going to be, but it could be could be good. Man. Probably will be good. I just thought about Pan's Labyrinth. It's been a long time since I saw that incredible movie. That is a good movie. Most of, I, all his stuff is great. But also... Uh, while we're talking about monsters, the monster verse, the, the, the King Kong Godzilla monster verse. I don't know anything about this. King Kong and Godzilla. I mean, I know who they are. They're not, they're friends now. Uh huh. They're friends um, and lovers. I don't know about that. They but are. They're friends. That's what the song says. 
I don't think that's that. I don't think that'll be in it. But there's <laughs> Apple TV is doing a MonsterVerse series. So the Kong versus Godzilla and the 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 Kong Skull Island, all the Monarch uh-huh. stuff. They're continuing that in a show. Yay! So Godzilla will be coming to the small screen. Probably not for the first time. I'm sure they did a Godzilla show. In Don't Japan. watch that. Just watch Silent Sea. It's better. Netflix. I know you haven't seen it yet. You I haven't seen it yet. But also, I don't have I don't have Apple Plus. Isn't well, you got Netflix. Plus? Yeah, but it's going to be on Apple Plus. So Godzilla and King Kong show, MonsterVerse show continuing on Apple Plus. Speaking of monsters, because this is totally not related at all, because there are no monsters. But you should watch Yellow Jackets. I know you haven't got a chance to watch it yet. I but have. In not. my opinion, the best show I've watched all year without a doubt especially if you grew up in the 90s so much retro throwback so many songs that you thought you would never hear again that they just pulled out out. of nowhere it was it's very good very good storytelling a very good especially storytelling with so many flashbacks that's so hard to pull off well as many fans are saying about boba fett right now it's hard to pull off a series with multiple episodes and multiple long style flashbacks but the way they do it is really really well because of the timeline difference uh so like i said yellow jackets if you're not watching that highly recommend watch that as well oh yeah hey i have no problem with you know non-linear storytelling uh, I, it can work very well in certain situations. And even with Boba Fett, I don't hate it. I don't hate the flashbacks. I think that they could have, it might have felt a little, you know, weird. less less draggy. Yeah. It was weird. But also, The Mandalorian is like a fully, like, it's not serialized. Yeah. Well, right? it's, it's just weird because they episodes, put flashbacks where they don't need to. Yeah, I just That's a serialization to have a show like Boba where literally every chapter is just the next chapter of the story. Yeah. And it's not its own self-contained story. Like every episode of Mando, you know there's a beginning, middle, and end. Boba mm-hmm. Fett has not been like that. Yeah. So it's until you have the whole thing. In two more weeks, we'll it, know might everything. Be, it might be the best series ever. Because we'll know what all of this is building to. But there's a lot of the things, like, you hear people complaining after the first episode, like, oh, Boba's gone soft. And then you hear Fennec Shand in the show say, you've gone soft. It's like, yeah, you're supposed yeah. to feel that. Yeah. It's just the show working. Yeah, it's it's That's- telling the story exactly like it's supposed to. <laughs> when people complain and say, no, yeah. they killed off the Tusken Raiders too soon. It's like, no, you're feeling lost. Yeah. Because they died. Exactly. That's, he wanted them to still be alive, too. Yeah. Did you That's... really want a whole series of just Boba Fett in the desert training with Tusken Raiders? Yeah. I mean, sh- sure, I guess. Yeah. But no. You're already complaining that you got too much of that. What you're experiencing <laughs> is the story. You're feeling what the characters are feeling. Yeah. That's You're empathy. feeling lost <laughs> and sad about the situation? Hmm. I wonder if maybe the people creating this wanted you to feel those things. Yeah. I was like the, the, the Anakin apologists who have come <laughs> out and like, oh, this makes him look way worse for slaughtering all those Tuscans in episode two. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was his fall to the dark side. That's Yeah, yeah that was yeah. terrible. Now you're getting it. <laughs> That's, There's a lot of things you didn't get when you were a kid and watch these things, but now you're yeah, getting that's, it. You're supposed to think that. Yeah, it was always bad, 
but now you had to become friends with them first, and now you understand. So yeah, uh, <laughs> all right, man. It was good being here again. Man. Yeah, it was good it was. doing this again. It was good seeing you again over there. If you don't follow us right now, you can hit us up on just about every podcast platform. Obviously, you can watch us here on YouTube, or you can follow the links down below for our Twitter page that is completely active. Yeah, it exists. We probably. post there all the time. Um, but soon we'll have social media because oh, that's what great. you want, right? Something yeah. else to follow. Uh huh. Do you uh, want to know more about us? Probably not. Uh, but we're gonna put stuff up. That's right. So that yeah, I guess eventually, that's it. Huh? Eventually, we'll do things. And you know what? This is only what the show is right now. Maybe yeah. you'll come back next week, and we'll do something totally different. That's true. If you haven't noticed, we are just kind of figuring this out as yeah, we go along. Because this is brand new. I mean, you've been here. There's like four episodes. We're yeah. doing this. We're just we making it. stuff. And it's going to become whatever it becomes. And we're not going to impede that process. We're going to evolve Sure. You change. Want, you want a Superman fly out of here? Oh, su- <laughs> Superman. Let's do it. <laughs>